we are standing here in Yahweh's presence, believing and trusting that every word he has spoken over our lives shall come to pass. Thanking him because he never gathers his people in vain. In this same atmosphere and in this same understanding, there is no expectation that shall be cut off. The expectation of the righteous shall be made and in this congregation and assembly, we give Yahweh all the praise and all the glory. Please put your hands above your head and give Jesus a mighty praise. Amen. I want to take this moment to appreciate the grace and the angels of this house that God has raised for our generation and our time. You cannot serve God in another generation. Bible says David served God in his generation and then he died. But God found these two amazing people and planted them in our nation to be able to demonstrate a picture, a picture, a picture. Listen, the whole collaboration of what God wants to do with this revival and reformation, there are people he brought into our nation a long time ago to cause them to begin to speak and to release grace. The language of grace is words. In John 17 verse 8, Jesus says, Father, the words you gave me, I have given them. Grace is transferred using words. This is why we stand and speak and you receive because faith comes by hearing. And so God planted them in our nation to release grace to our nation so that something can begin to happen. So please help me celebrate the angel of this house, Pastor Prince and Pastor Esther Obasike. I celebrate you. I celebrate you. And to the entire leadership, the entire leadership of RCCG, thank you so much for your love and for all that you have done to all those that put this Queen Esther generation on the map through the work that you do, those that work without being seen and those that work being seen. Yahweh sees all of you and your labor is not in vain. So we celebrate each and every one of you. May God bless you. I want to just take advantage of this time to share a few minutes with you in the word of God. And so we will read scripture together before we sit down. And I'm in the book of Genesis chapter 41. In the interest of time, I want to just share one verse and then I will expound on the other verses as we minister. Let's just read Genesis 41 verse 41. Genesis 41 verse 41. Bible says, And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. Another version says, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Father, may the words that I will share today bring us into understanding and revelation. <clears throat> Increase our understanding that we may grow and become who you've called us to become. Amen. Let nobody leave here the same, Amen. including myself, Father. May this transform and change us to become kingdom champions in our time in Jesus name. Amen. You may be seated in heavenly places. Um, I want to share some truths that I think are fundamental in 
giving us direction in what we want to see and where we want to go. I was given a subject called Reclaiming Lost Ground and this is a very important subject. And the subject matter here dictates that this is a legal type of conversation. In order for us to legislate properly regarding matters of reclaiming, we must enter legislative language. We must enter legal language to be able to have the best benefit of what we're about to see. Uh, some of my daughters are here who are pastors with me and I celebrate you all in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. And so, right understanding for us to legislate properly regarding legal matters of reclaiming are going to give us advantage by the time I'm done. And so, I will seek to ask you to just pay attention. I have many things to say to prove a small point at the end. Um, I ask that you just do your best to pay attention where you can take notes, take them, but where you can listen to the message after so that faith comes, you can listen to it after. Is that okay? So that you pay attention to what is being said and don't get too caught up in the notes and miss the point. But this is a legal type of conversation and therefore I have to make a case. You cannot reclaim lost ground um, unless you enter into describing how legal matters in the kingdom are handled. The kingdom of God has legal language, legal understanding. The book of First John chapter 2 helps us see that Jesus has become our advocate. And so we must speak a language that must be understood in the courts of heaven for us to have earthly advantage and to disadvantage the enemy's right to whatever he has done. When we understand who we are, we have advantage in the kingdom. For you to reclaim something, it means it has an aspect of having been owned or having been lost by you in the first place. You cannot reclaim what is not yours. So the language of understanding what is yours must first be understood. This thing has had to have been yours either by way of promise. It had to have been yours by way of understanding that it must have been a gift. It must have been purchased or it was inheritance. You cannot reclaim something that is not yours because to claim something that is not yours, um, that is not within your borders, is entering dimensions of witchcraft. Is actually entering dimensions of theft. And because Satan is a liar and a thief that comes to steal, his definition is in a scope that helps us understand he's here to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Therefore, anything you claim that is not yours puts you in the same category as what the father of lies does, which is to take things that are not theirs. So today we are not here to take anything that is not ours. We're here to reclaim ground on everything that is ours, everything we have lost that belongs to us, and even things that in the future may have been set in a trap. We are not here to just deal with the present. We're going to deal with the past and the future. As God legislates our matters, the advantage of knowledge will give you advantage over men to be able to enter into a place where you will claim your rights and walk out of here with healing. Healing that may have afflicted your grandfather unrightfully and now has continued to afflict your family. You will claim healing from the back and to the front. You will receive it because when it is yours, you must claim it as yours in the name of Jesus. So you will have advantage, but you must understand the legal language to achieve it. So 
it's prudent that you understand that we must seek the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to guide us in the knowledge and wisdom with regards to this level of understanding on reclaiming lost ground. Once you come to an understanding, then your positioning to make certain claims brings into play what I call legitimacy. Legitimacy. This is a rarely used Christian term, but in Christian circles, we have not taken time to understand the implications of the word legitimate. Legitimately, understanding the word legitimacy, when, when, when what I have is not legitimately mine, then the claim of ownership can be disputed. And as much as heaven may desire to give me this thing, it cannot fight for me on something that is not legitimately mine. Because we cannot make God a liar. And because God is truth and God represents light, in him there is no shadow of turning, then we must understand what is legitimately ours. We cannot hold on to things that do not belong to us because we cannot receive the approval of heaven and therefore you can become ineffective in Zion when you don't legitimately understand ownership. You must come into that understanding. Therefore, you do not want to be what we call a sincere fraudster in Zion. My prayer is that every believer in Zion will be a sincere receiver of every promise of God. Somebody say amen. God wants to help us understand that there are things that he wants us to achieve, but he needs the help of those in Zion to achieve it on the earth. And when those on the earth understand that, then you will understand how to conform to it. What is the meaning of legitimacy? Legitimacy means to conform to the law or to the rules. Jesus says, I did not come to abolish the law. As a matter of fact, I came to accomplish it and therefore to fulfill it. And in doing so, we must understand legitimacy means conforming to the law or to the rules. Legitimacy also means the ability to defend with logic or justification. Validity. Validity. So if I am going to have legitimacy to a particular claim, then that claim I must have the ability to defend it with logic or justification. But I understand this is not a kingdom of pure logic because if it was a kingdom of logic, we would have competition from places where people do not know God. Therefore, this is a kingdom of understanding matters of justification, matters of sanctification. And I'll deal with that another time. If I have time today, I will. But legitimacy is commonly defined in political science and sociology as the belief that a rule or an institution or a leader has the right to govern. When we come to legitimacy of the children of God, if we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, I want to help you understand that there's a time we were slaves, there's a time we were friends, but there's a time we became brothers. If Jesus is seated in heavenly places, he is the king of kings. If he's the king of kings and he's our elder brother, that means that we are princes. Mm. And therefore, our legitimate understanding on the realm of the earth is that we are walking princes. We move on the earth legislating, understanding that we have a legitimate claim to, priest, to priesthood, to kingship, and to government. Oh, glory be to God. It's a legitimate claim. It's not a fake thing. It's not a thing we come to church and shout about. It's legitimate. And therefore, there are some things we are going to legislate in the atmosphere that have to stand. They have to stand because of who we are and whose we are. And so because we are brothers to a king, that makes us princes. Oh, glory be to God. In fact, the Bible starts to help me understand that I'm a royal priesthood. 
we belong to a particular class that you cannot take me out of. And guess what? I'm legitimate. It's not a matter of whether you like my weave or not. I'm legitimately here. I'm legitimately legislating. Your attitude towards me does not reduce my legitimacy. You are a child. I am a child. We are both children and therefore we are princes. We are princes walking on the earth. And there's a way princes walk. This kingdom has a way we walk. This kingdom has a culture. There's a way we walk. There's a way we sit. There's a way we talk. That's why the Bible in the book of Psalm chapter 1 refers to that blessed is the man who does not sit. There's a way we do not sit. There's a way we don't stand. There's a way we stand. This kingdom has a culture. We move as princes legislating. This is why you cannot walk into a visa office as a beggar. Your father owns the earth. The Bible says that the entire earth is owned by the father. So when you walk, please pay attention. When you walk, you must walk with legitimacy understanding you're not begging the earth is the lord's so if there's an embassy in my country you are put there by god legitimately to serve me i'm not a beggar when i walk into an embassy i'm a prince just getting papers to move into my father's territories and therefore i move with authority and understanding of who i am are you catching this so somebody shall be a legitimate Legitimacy is there for the right to govern. When we deal with grounds, this is called territorial legislation. Because if we're going to reclaim lost grounds, we must understand the dimension of territories. This dimension of territories is something that believers must come to an understanding. Must come to an understanding of how to recover territorial grounds something was supposed to have killed you by now but it did not kill you it built your immunity let me explain immunization for a minute i'm not a doctor but i've done a little bit of research for for you to become immunized they have to inject you with what it is that they're trying to prevent you from so if you're going to be immunized against certain things like for you to be immunized against the flu they have to inject you with the flu for you to be immunized against polio they have to inject you with the polio virus so that your body can begin to build the necessary um, resistance thank you for that thing that you have been injected with sometimes when God has allowed problems to come your way it's not to kill you it's to build your immunity and by doing so, God gives you the ability to start to have strength over that thing so that as it comes in higher volumes, your volume has also been increased. This is why he gives you inspiration through scripture, says, count it all joy, brethren, when you go through diverse trials and temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith has a production factor. It produces patience. That word patience there in its original context is the word stamina. So when you go through things, what is being built is your stamina. This is why this is a kingdom of pressing. We don't just press in this kingdom. Listen to me. The Bible is very clear. This is not a kingdom of just pressing. We are not pressing carelessly. We are pressing strategically. Tonight, tonight in the name of Jesus, one of the things we are going to correct is your pressing direction. You are not just going to press anywhere. It's not about any husband. It's not about any breakthrough. It's not about any country. There has to be strategic pressing. 
strategic pressing will give you advantage over all other people because it will help you have advantage against things that are weaponized against you and they shall not prosper somebody say we are pressing that's why it says we press toward the mark there's a direction of pressing I'm trying to deal with people that have been pressing for so long in the kingdom and they're not seeing results don't press another man's press press your own press your own so many of you here and each of you has a very unique distinct direction that God has put you on the earth to deal with and therefore when you came here you did not come to waste time you came to get the equipping necessary for your strategic pressing pressing on a neighbor and say press strategically I press toward the mark I don't press anywhere I press toward the mark the weapon that is fashioned against you is unique to you that's why it says no weapon fashioned against you not against the church against you it's personal there are some of you that the weapon fashioned against you is specifically fashioned for you but by God's grace tonight it shall not prosper because the word gives you that glory and understanding that it shall not prosper come on lift your hands all over this place and let's begin to get ready for an impartation that is going to change direction father we give you thanks and we give you glory build our immunity so that we may be able to grow amen every system that has been built to put you down is why God gives you immunity this is why I'm glad you're still at QEG this is why I'm glad you're still at Kiwiji. This is why I'm glad you're still a believer. Because things have been tossed at you that should have made you stop believing. But you're still pressing. And God has given you the strength to endure. And the strength to suffer long so that you can be able to see the victory. The last victory, the reason that immunization is important is because the last victory you had was the last level we knew at oh god everything that comes to attack you builds your immunity to allow us to see the good works so that god in heaven is glorified so we come to you and you're not yet nominated as a member of parliament but the next time we meet you you're nominated but you pressed something was resisting but you continued pressing it is why we can come and celebrate you we celebrate the pressing what we're really celebrating is resistance we celebrate your victory against resistance because everything was working to make sure you don't get it so the things that you were hearing to put you down you reach a point where you start to resist the thing that is resisting you and when you resist the thing that is resisting you you find witnesses on the other side that begin to celebrate the new version of you listen to me Jesus grew oh shatakadaba Jesus grew in wisdom in stature and in favor with God and with man the Jesus you knew at 10 was not the Jesus we know at 17 there was growth so it is illegal in this kingdom for me to find you in the same state 12 months from now it's a kingdom of pressing and therefore the status I left you at in 2020 cannot be the status I'll find you at in 2023 are you catching what I'm saying it's a kingdom of pressing so the version of you that I'm going to meet later 
cannot be more dilapidated than the version of you I'm meeting now. It is an error in this kingdom for me to find you worse now than I found you last year. You must be in a place where your status is changing. As you press, your status changes. As you press, your favor changes. As you press, are you catching me now? We press. Your status changes. So the way people start to see you changes. He didn't just grow in favor and in wisdom with just God. He grew in status and in favor and in wisdom with God and with men. It means your status with men can change. Ay, ay, ay. And let me tell you something. The grace that is upon you in a particular status changes and improves on you in another status. Please let me explain. I was doing a wedding the other day, woman of God, and in the morning I was speaking to this couple and they were both minister and bachelor. And as I proceeded to release words, somebody say words, because words are what we release grace with. At some point, I was able to make a certain statement. I said to the people, I now introduce you to Mr. and Mrs. And by the powers given to me by Yahweh, I now announce this couple as husband and wife. Listen to me. In just a minute, status changed. So this woman had never had before the grace to be called wife but the moment I made the announcement in a minute she came from singlehood and her status shifted and she became wife now when she became wife every grace for wife came on her are you hearing what I'm saying so when your status changes the grace to be called wife the grace to be called CEO the grace to be called member of parliament something in you shifts every time your status shifts we announce in the name of Jesus statuses are changing in this place right now in the spiritual as I speak those of you online those of you listening to me by words by words your status has got to change in the name of Jesus please sit down grace certain things will happen to you in life that will cause you not to be the preacher we knew last year listen to me carefully one of the biggest dangers of human beings is that they will classify you with where they left you they will not recognize the different status that you've taken they will not recognize in the spirit the different status that you have entered with God this is why in Nazareth they could not receive Jesus because they knew him. And sometimes the knowledge of a person without revelation causes us to stagnate without understanding that their status has changed. There are people who want to remember you for who you are in high school. But you're growing. Oh. Can I announce everything that is causing you to stagnate. Everything causes you to stagnate. That is illegal in your life. We use words to remove that stagnation from you in the name of Jesus. I want to announce in the spirit every stagnation in your life. Things that were supposed to happen in your life five years ago. 
that have refused to move out of your life cause you to be stuck in a place we come in the volume of the anointing of Jesus Christ and I remove you from that place and bring you into the place supernaturally in the name of Jesus I wish I had a church in here somebody say amen you will receive wisdom you will receive knowledge you will receive understanding to propel into the place that you're supposed to be in every spirit of delay every spirit of delay hear the voice of Yahweh let go of the children of God we accelerate you into the place of purpose bring you to the place of destiny by fire by fire we declare you shall become everything God has called you to become in the name of Jesus we catapult you now into the place of destiny in the name of Jesus come on lift those hands and give God praise and glory all over this house please sit down I want to get to my point this concept you can never truly test the fortifications of your walls if you've not been fought The only way to know how strong those walls are is when a fight comes. When you had a, a family fight, the victory over the family fight gave you the dimension of victory on a family level. When you had a regional fight, the victory over that fight gave you regional dimensions of victory. It begins to make you a master over a region. When you had victory over a business arena, you start to take rights in that business arena. You receive the grace to deal with business dimensions. When you receive territorial dimensions, you move from being a person and you start to apply the principles of being a principality. This is why there are men who walk on the earth who legislate dimensions in a matter of principality understanding. They can deal with whether it shall rain, whether it shall pour, whether it shall open up, but they understand how to reclaim grounds through legitimacy and through legal language. It is where Elijah was when he was able to pronounce no rain, but the legitimacy of his pronouncement was because of what was going on in the land. So there was a collaboration of heaven and earth because God was waiting. I want to build something here and see if I can make a few points before my time is up and before we have to pray because we are going to pray. The, the, listen, there has to be a challenge for there to be a promotion. Listen to me, children of God, you have to take a very different atmosphere and attitude towards challenges. That challenge has not come to kill you. That challenge has come to be won. It has presented itself for victory and it would not come upon you if God did not believe that you have the equipment to be able to succeed in that challenge. Every challenge that has come your direction has come as a disguise for a promotion. I don't know if you're hearing me. Every fight you're fighting right now 
is actually a test for a promotion and therefore I remember from the field for, for, for the revival meetings we're seeing across the world what happens is some of the people are coming out of there with a testimony others are coming out of there and saying the next day I was fired listen that being fired is a disguise it's a disguise because God wants to make sure that the job was not an idol he says give me your son and when Abraham gives him his son at the moment he's about to sacrifice him God says now I know God needs to say to some of you now I know that I can trust you you need to be able to be trusted and the only way for you to be trusted is through a challenge so this thing has not come to kill you this thing has come to make you and before you know it God is going to begin lifting you up David was just taking care of sheep until the oil touched his head until the prophetic word reached him some of you were doing just fine until the prophecy came but that prophecy comes with war the problem with prophecy is that it conceals more than it reveals people celebrate you every time you receive a prophetic word but let me tell you prophetic words conceal more than they reveal it is because a prophetic word the bible says of joseph that the word of the lord tested joseph it is the word that will test you whether you have the strength to finish this thing God will have men in here go through things that you cannot imagine. You may end up being called general. But by the time you're called general, you're a dead man. By the time people are giving you accolades, you have no desire for accolades because you have been beaten by some things. I, I don't know if I'm in the right place. Let me explain something that the woman of God was trying to explain to you here. By the time you establish some of the things you're seeing her talking about, about these girls and about the things, you have no idea what they've endured to be in this nation. God can only trust dead men. God can only trust dead men. When dead men begin to do God's work, then there's a place you reach where the glory that people are seeing is not on a man. The glory people are seeing is the expression of God on dead men. Where you've reached a point, whether you're the one in the center of the poster or you're not in the poster. Whether you sat in front or sat behind. It doesn't matter. What you desire is to see Jesus Christ lifted up and glorified in your life. These things cannot happen when ambition is clouding destiny. They cannot happen when your own self-desire is clouding certain things. God wants to raise men, but he needs men that are dead, that have no personal ambition and no personal desire outside of him and outside of his work. You will meet men and women of God who struggle through things that make them look like outcasts. I'll tell you the top is very lonely. It's a place where everybody wants to draw from you. But you have to be able to constantly draw from God. It's a place where your appetites have to change. While everybody else is enjoying the steak. You decide to enjoy the vegetables. It's where you restrain from eating the king's food. And say that even if Jesus has come to Jericho. He's come to a place and he's meeting this Samaritan woman. He says my meat is not this fish and chips these disciples gave you. My meat is to do the will of him who sent me. You have to reach a place you become consumed with the will of God. 
This thing is bigger than your rent. Sometimes God will allow you to be evicted just so that he can show you that I'm the Lord of the evictees. I can take care of you even if there's no house. I can take care of you even if there's no job. Some of the things that have happened to you is not by Satan. God has allowed them and just use Satan as a tool for his glory in your life to be seen. Please look at a neighbor for me and speak to them and release words on them. Tell them this thing will not kill you. This thing will only make you stronger. There's a time we've come into where we have to understand that you cannot celebrate a victory from a place of no war. There has to be a war for there to be a victory. And the reason we will stand to celebrate you is because the reason Kenya is in debt is because there's going to be a victory. But that victory will not give glory to people who are not sons of God. There's a repositioning. Every time you see God set up a stage, he sets up stages with problems. Ah. The stages that God sets up are problems that need solutions. And so I believe that the stage of Africa has been set. Drought, famines, dilapidation, Debt, confusion, hmm. corruption. It is a time like that when God has to give a Pharaoh a dream that can only be interpreted by a son of God. That the debt is so big that it can only be solved by a man that will cause a person who is in power. This craziness you Christians we have that the person sitting on the throne must be a Christian. I'm not, giving a, I'm not giving you a prophecy. I'm just saying when it comes to the things of God, it doesn't matter. What matters is that if it is a King David, we give God thanks. If it is a King Nebuchadnezzar, God will raise a Daniel. Uh, when you understand this, you will begin to stop making God become a Democrat. Because God is not a Democrat. God stands on his own. Uh, on his own throne, in his own right, in his own power. Are you listening to what I'm saying? He will raise whom he has to raise. And he will put down whom he has to put down. For his name's sake. He sits alone on that throne. Advised by no one. Consulting no one. He consults himself on matters regarding the universe. He does not need assistance. Neither does he need counsel. He is his own counselor. He is his own wisdom. He determines how things work. How things rise. And how things fall. For his own name sake please church of Jesus Christ in Africa stop limiting God to your elections stop limiting him to your election periods he can change our entire system in a day he is God and God alone come on lift up those hands and give him praise for where he sits for where he sits no man can sit there only God alone The whole understanding 
of sovereignty the whole understanding of understanding who I am is brings you to a place where you cannot squeeze in between political parties let me help you get a definition very quickly the Bible says a thousand years is like a day unto the Lord I heard that there's a statistician here so I'm gonna do a little mathematics very quickly please every time you hear language in the Bible don't ignore it God is communicating this is his divine word are we together he says a day is like a thousand years uh, a thousand years is like a day to him that means if you take a 24-hour process and compress it into a thousand years it is as though if you think about your life if you were to live to be a hundred years old before God you lived for two and a half hours do your math and when I looked at the statistics I saw that 66,000 people die every day across the world and so if you take your lifespan of a hundred years if you take 66,000 people multiplied by 365 days a year times a hundred years six billion people will die before God in two and a half hours that's God in two and a half hours kings have passed before him laymen have passed before him worshippers have passed before him in two and a half hours your life is a pre-video before him in what you did in that short span of time how can rent become the biggest issue in your life when men are waiting for destiny when you've been called for such a time as this I'm not trying to belittle your problem but I am trying to show you that God is bigger than your problem God is bigger than your country if you have said it then you will he's got a track record El Shaddai El Gibor the ancient of days king of kings lord of lords redeemer of men kinsman redeemer justifier healer banner of love Jehovah Sidkenu Jehovah Rapha Jehovah Shammah by the time he sent Moses Moses could not he said I can't give you a name I am I'll send you if what they want is healer I am if what they want is provider I am you cannot contain me in a definition I am children of Jesus Christ we must understand our language my God please sit down I haven't even started my message. I am. This is why I'm convinced there's something we're about to see in this continent that has never been seen before. Please, let me tell you, no eye has seen means no eye has seen. This is not a repeat. No, this is not what we saw in the old days. 
God has not run out of creativity. This is new. It's a new thing. He says, behold, I do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not see it? This is why one of the things that we must pray for tonight is for your seeing. That God will open your eyes according to the book of Ephesians chapter 3, 16, 17 that the eyes of your understanding will be open. That you may be able to see. Because there is something about revelation and seeing. He says, I'm about to do a new thing. Do you not see it? Do you not see it? Anything that interferes with your vision. In fact, woman of God, I realized when I looked at scripture, the only time Jesus prayed for anybody twice was when there was a problem with vision. And when the man opened his eyes, Jesus says, do you see? He said, I see men as trees. He says, come back here. We have to get your seeing right. Because if your seeing is skewed, then your revelation is skewed. And if your revelation is skewed, your arrival is skewed. You have to see right. He says, do you not see it? Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Do you not perceive it? Perception is very important. That has to enter realms of discernment. That God will give his people the understanding of things of discernment. So that you can be able to sense what other people cannot sense. That by the time God is entering this place of giving you this victory, you can be able to sit with a person and discern this person is about to con me. This is where the children of God reach a point where we don't suffer loss anymore. Because discernment has come. Do you not perceive it? Some people like to call it a gut feeling, but we call it a God feeling. Do you not perceive it? I'm about to make a way in your wilderness. I'm about to cause it to rain in your desert. God is releasing water. God is opening ways. It shall be so in the name of Jesus. It's a new thing. This new wave of anointing is going to bring with it clarity of presence. You will become what I call eliminators of ambiguity. Please let me explain. People have played with the church for long. But it is because we have been a church that has not been able to demonstrate with power. There's a place you reach where there can be no argument that the hand of God is upon your life. Oh. Please hear what I'm trying to say. Eliminators of ambiguity means that you reach a point when others have been calling on fire for so long. No fire came. Elisha made an altar and made it wet and said to them call on your gods they called on their gods and nothing was coming but when the hour had come Elijah looked up to heaven and called on fire and heaven collaborated you will go to that Indian's place. They will have tried all their gods for their children to be healed. But because you are an eliminator of ambiguity, it means that the hand of Yahweh is on you. When you speak, it is God speaking. And so things will happen because you are collaborating with God at the right time. It is when men reach a place when they speak what God is speaking. See what God is seeing. Say what God is saying. There is complete collaboration between heaven and earth. That's a realm that you're going to come into. 
we come in the name of Jesus and declare the favor of Yahweh is coming on some of you tonight to begin to become eliminators there will be extreme clarity of God's presence you won't have to do posters for people to come to your church they will be lining up people will be running to get saved there shall be hunger like you've never seen there's a generation rising that is going to be used of God and the seeds have already been planted in meetings like these when men will run to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior with very simple announcements people will be getting saved filled with the Holy Ghost at the same time and looking for water to be baptized there will be no wasting of time we shall see it with our eyes we shall hear it with our ears you will be an eliminator of ambiguity because in your very eyes that the blind will begin to see it is an error for you to be Holy Ghost filled and your own house is suffering from certain diseases you will be the carrier of the grace of God into your own house you will walk in your own house and your husband will know the hand of Yahweh is upon you your family will know the hand of Yahweh is upon you there will be no confusion because the blind will begin to see things will begin to change children will begin to prophesy I wish I had a church in here God is raising people in this land across Africa that will be praying in the morning coming out of the closet seeing signs and wonders before they get to their offices they will see beggars rising on the road they will see people beginning to see the lame will begin to walk you will walk and speak the words of Jesus and say to some of them like the apostles silver and gold are by none because I cannot give you what men have been giving you but such as I have the presence of God the power of God I give unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up you will operate in dimensions you've never seen I'm talking to somebody here I'm talking to somebody whose name is not known your address is not known but your moment has come your time has come now is the time now is the hour when they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth lift up those hands if you want to be one of those being counted tonight and lift up a voice of worship in this place cry out to the father and tell him don't pass me by touch me now in the name of Jesus spirit in your house I address you now in the name of Jesus open your mouth and release grace over families our sons are safe our sons are not into drugs our daughters are not into prostitution God is releasing a weaponry that will cover our children they get shall be anointed the words they speak shall have a heavenly anointing this is how we reclaim lost ground
spirit. 